have you heard that these places? So, I guess uh, these insurance companies are leaving Florida. You know, I, I, um, maybe I didn't hear about that, although it does sound familiar. Yeah. And maybe it sounds familiar because they're doing that in California too. Yeah. They are, yes, yeah, State Farm in particular, they are not insuring places that they consider fire prone which a couple of things um the way things have been going climate wise lately Oof. pretty much everywhere in california is fire prone yeah. and secondly but this is probably the most important thing what the fuck good are insurance companies if a they don't do what you pay them to do which is boy, boy, when boy. you uh suffer something catastrophic they give you money to try to put your life back together boy, boy, boy. and also aren't they supposed to be in the risk-taking business considering right. we every single month That's if you're right. a homeowner and if you're a car owner you give them money That's to right. to to be insured so the fact that that these insurance companies can just look at the landscape literally yeah. and go yeah. nah fuck it we just ain't gonna do it yeah. like <laughs> what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get to you get to just hit the eject button on that word preach it baby let me tell you something right <laughs> uh I, I and as a matter of fact the, the article from state farms yesterday said they're leaving the entire state period oh they just bouncing on all of florida from the tip to the panhandle huh and, and leave and leaving all of california period because they don't want to deal with the fire shit and and here's what's the other the other thing that's scary is i've had a couple of people uh family as a matter of fact tell me that farmers has reached out to them and they've tried to cancel their insurance policies oh shit so so farmers is like looking to find reasons to get out of policies and one of them already received a check because of something that happened during the storms and now they're trying to cancel. I mean, dude, uh, you what you just said is 100% fucking gospel. I have been talking about insurance as the greatest scam on the American oh. consumer in the history of scams on the American without consumer. Without a doubt, Marcus, without a doubt. What a fucking joke. Let me let me let me figure this out. I'm giving you money every month for you to take care of me if something mm -hmm. goes wrong and then mm -hmm. you get to tell me, "Nah, we ain't going to cover that." Get the fuck! What am I giving you money for then? And, and and not only that, you are mandated by law to have auto insurance. And I'm not saying that that's that's a bad thing. I I, I think in general it is sure. good that motorists sure. on the road are sure. insured. That's yeah. just part of the 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 social contract that comes yeah. along with operating and owning a motor vehicle. I don't right. have a problem with that. Here's sure. what I find funny: What if you never get in accidents? You never yeah. get a ticket. I never yeah. get that money back. Yeah. I, I never, I never get some sort of maybe refund is the wrong word, but there is, there is yeah. no reciprocity when it comes to dealing with an insurance company. Yet yeah. every month, without fail, you better cut that check. Yep. Or you are no longer insured, and yep. no one wants to run that risk. If you are, if you are financially able to to not run that risk. This is some bullshit, and I, I mean honestly, I, I. We keep talking about how we don't want the government involved in too many things, and I agree to a certain extent. But when it comes to this insurance stuff, 
if there if these insurance companies aren't going to be held to a standard where the average person can actually get the fucking insurance mm-hmm. and get the money, then the government needs to set up an, a government insurance program so that everybody can buy into it. Well, I don't. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a different story for a different time. I guess you're right about that. The government doesn't want to have anything to do with it. They don't have to have anything to do nope. with it. And I don't have anything to base this on. But I know I'm 100 percent right when I say this, that the insurance companies of this country and the United States government, they have been, they, they go back like spinal cords and car seats. Yes, They've sir. been in cahoots for a long, long, long yes, time. Sir. It is a mutually beneficial uh, uh, partnership between the big insurance companies in this country and the United States government because mm-hmm. the government doesn't want to get into the insurance business and nope. the companies see that void and see that the government doesn't want to do it. And they go, we'll do it but we're going to need your help and your blessing and to a certain extent, your enforcement, like mandating that people who own and operate cars have auto insurance. These motherfuckers ain't slick. Yeah. And then uh, the, the crazy thing is, is that if something happens to your house, this really, I mean, honestly, this really is an economic issue for the entire nation. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, if you think about this, the state of California if homeowners in the state of California can't get homeowners insurance, you're looking at a crash in the economy. Oh, yeah. Because every time one of these houses goes under, motherfuckers don't got money just laying around to just get replace a house. Ain't nobody that rich. especially. And I know California has fires, and I know they have earthquakes and all that stuff. But think about all them. Got to get earthquake insurance. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, dog. No, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. Homeowners insurance... Does not include earthquake insurance. That's what I'm saying. Earthquake insurance is not, uh, is State Farm doesn't offer it. I know mm-hmm. that for a fact. The other uh, companies don't offer it. That is offered, earthquake insurance, that is offered by, wait for it, wait for it, the <laughs> state of California IA. It's crazy. You got to get all these different insurances. Like, even when I was getting insurance here for this house, it was like, well, you get this, but we don't do tornado. So you got to get tornado insurance and you got to get a flood insurance. I was about to say, there's some companies who don't, if, if you live in flood prone areas, there's yeah. some companies who don't offer flood insurance. You have to get that from the state or from the state government, not the local yeah. government, it's, but it's, from the state, maybe, maybe the country. I'm not sure. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. The scam is perpetrated on the American public. This is the stuff that, that you learn. We, we are, and hopefully we are, we are talking, um, uh, two people and speaking on behalf of people who yep. uh, are are um, in this, let's say, in this world. Th- this is what happens when you become an adult. These yep. are things you don't think of clearly. You don't think about as a as a child. You yep. don't think about them as a young adult. But when you reach full mature adulthood stage, things like we were talking last week, auto repair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. things, like, yep. things like insurance mm-hmm. like when you when that shit that's when you know you're a full-blown adult yes, it sir. has nothing to do with reaching a certain age it has nothing to do with growing facial hair yep. when you have to deal with insurance companies whether it's medical insurance or car or homeowners insurance of whatever kind when yep. you have to deal with that that's when you've become a full mature adult you have your adult plumage if you will yes. <laughs> you, yes. you yes. are in full flower <laughs> I, I i would love to be see some sort of um 
uh, legal mandate that insurance companies don't, I don't give a shit what they want to do. If you've put a certain amount of money into insurance or you've been paying for X number of years or something along those lines, you should be able to get a certain percentage of anything you want. 100%. Yeah, anything man. you want. They but that's, ne- not that's be able never going to gonna do that. Shit. But that's never going to happen because, A, there's too much like right. But the main thing is, is that they've got bought all the politicians. Yep. And again, this this ain't conspiracy brother shit. Yeah, they, they, they bought the the certain number of representatives in the House they need. Yep. I'm pretty sure the Senate is completely and totally bought and paid for. All hundred of those assholes. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, they, they're yeah, the insurance lobby is a very very strong lobby, just and, like the pharmaceutical drug lobby and. Yep. You know, the the Sacklers just got off with a six billion dollar. You know, they're not going to be criminally liable for the opioid crisis. Uh, Those assholes that own Pharma Purdue, uh, they just paid six billion dollars, which is pocket change to the Sacklers. They just paid that to the government to be like, nah, we're good. Only someone with a great amount of money and a great amount of money. You you have lobbying uh, power. That's the only way you could get away with the shit that these corporations are getting away with yeah these are facts man and 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 people keep people acting like this stuff is the funny thing is rod none of this stuff is is under the radar no it's all out in the open what you gonna do about it yeah you see it what you gonna do about it chump (laughs) (laughs) but you're not gonna get insurance okay good luck with that it's insane i mean all these things are more and more, we're turning into this this little fascist country where all these big corporations are pretty much running the nation at this point. Oh, they ain't they know pretty want, much about it. They are. They what, are. What they want, they get. Yeah. And if you're rich, good for you. But if you yeah. ain't, it's a wrap for that ass. Corporations have more rights than people, which is ironic because yeah. corporations, uh, according to the Supreme Court, anyway. Corporations are people. people. Unbelievable. So the moral of the story, kids, is uh, don't ever grow up. It's another edition of your favorite podcast, Quality Hang. I am Rod Brooks. And as always, I am joined on this podcasting adventure by my partner in crime, the king of New Orleans, Marcus Osborne. I should have asked you this at the beginning. How you doing, man? I'm good, baby. I'm just, just, uh, you know, one of the things that's really cool about doing this show is it's, it's very cathartic. Oh yeah, it's almost like my therapy session—just a bunch of shit I've been just having stream of conscious about. <laughs> and and this insurance thing has been driving me crazy over the last week. Just like it's just worse and worse. And the more you dig into it, it like oh wow yeah, it, it is the biggest scam against the American public. Good God, you you just you feel almost helpless because you yep. you, you have to have insurance like we've been talking about. You have to have it legally. Or you have it for peace of mind, but you don't actually have peace of mind because Mm -hmm. no one ever wants to deal with their insurance company. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But isn't that what I pay you X amount of dollars a month for is so I can call you whenever, just like you say in the commercials, I can talk to goddamn Jake from State Farm. (laughs) Much money as I spend with you motherfuckers, get me Jake on the phone right now. Um, but, but, But you don't you don't get that comfort you don't get that that reassurance no one no one ever wants to deal with the fucking insurance company which yeah, is man. amazing because you pay enough money to where every time you 
they you answer the phone or they answer the phone yep. it should be hello mr or mrs such and such That's what right. can we do for you today how can Make, we fix this problem making every excuse possible to not pay your money every so, fucking excuse every, and if i came up with those same excuses about how i didn't pay my bill they ain't trying to hear all that it's nope wild. nope they want to garnish my shit they want to send me to court i mean i listen i I saw a Supreme Court ruling today. This is how bad it's getting for the average worker. The Supreme Court ruling ruled against a union. I guess the uh, a union struck it had a strike against the company. The company sues the union okay. for striking, <laughs> saying that the strike caused them financial damage. Oh God! Yeah. This wow. goes to the Supreme Court, right? Wow, wow. And guess wow. what? The Supreme Court sides with the business. No surprise. The the strike eight to the, one. The th- <laughs> wow, eight to one, really? Eight to one. Jesus, Rod. it wasn't even five four breaking down no. between, you know, Republican eight, and Democrat or conservative and liberal. One. Eight to Ooh. one. Well, that was that's distressing. The 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 threat of strike. And more to the point, the ability to strike is the most powerful tool that workers have worldwide, which is why nations around the world, including the United States of America, are doing everything they can to break unions and to to crush any workers strikes. Yep. They, it's it's it, when when we lose that ability as yes. as workers, then we're done. We're just yes, we're sir. slaves to the corp. Yes, sir. And you know, part of this is, is I think it's fair to say part of this is a union's fault, in that yeah. certain things that they definitely need to be doing better. Uh, yeah, man- man- managing money and also mm-hmm. making sure they get rid of terrible employees. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, how come that, we never we don't hold police unions to that standard, though, bro? <laughs> right? How come? How come bro. police unions and fire unions, but more to the point, how come police unions are are just stronger than a motherfucker? <laughs> it's it's a shame because I hear like I hear so many average people talk about yeah unions suck, but like man, it's how quickly we forget. Like without unions, you wouldn't even have a five day work week or that, Thank you. that nine to five or Speak those on days it. off or your vacation time or your maternity leave. You wouldn't have any of that shit. You'd be still minimum wage. You'd still be making a dollar an hour because people, we're going to get into this, I know, because people still believe in this trickle down bullshit. Let the companies make as much money as they want because they'll pay you more out of the goodness of their heart. Because they, because these motherfuckers don't want to pay anybody. They want to pay you as little as possible and get the most work out of you. And as soon as they can find somebody to replace you, they will. Let me, okay. So that brings me to a discussion I was having with, and this is my own fault. Yeah. And I, I told myself that I would not engage in these type of debates on Twitter. I'm just yeah. going to use Twitter as yeah. my own sort of personal... You know, I'm going to, you know, talk about sports, talk about music, throw out the occasional joke. I'm just going to keep it light. But it's self-checkouts at grocery stores. Okay. Uh 
Yeah. There's this idea, and there's one moron on Twitter who, and yeah. then I, I went and looked at his page, and of course he's got Elon Musk's dick completely <laughs> and totally in his mouth. So you, so you, I'm I'm already dealing with somebody that has low intelligence. Okay, is anybody who thinks that that Elon Musk is that guy, you're 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 stupid. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. So anyway, so this asshole who who actually jumped in a conversation that I was having with someone else, someone oh, that course. I know and someone that I like. Of course. Uh, about self-checkouts, you know, my man was saying that self-checkouts just have, get people locked up. You know, it's like it, it takes too long with all these self-checkout lines because people don't know how to check out groceries. Yeah. And I said, well, I mean, yeah, but they shouldn't even be there because self-checkout lanes and grocery stores are not about making it convenient for customers or That's making right. things faster for customers. Right. Self-checkout lines are there because they don't want to pay checkout people and cashiers a respectable wage. So what do they do? Just have these self-checkouts and make the consumer, the people who go to the grocery stores to purchase groceries with their hard-earned money, make them the cashiers. That's what it's all about. And so the company, they get to eliminate jobs Mm -hmm. and they get people, the consumers, us, to do those jobs for free. Yep. If it wasn't so awful and insidious, that's some pretty brilliant Jedi mind trick shit they pulled off yeah. under the guise of self-checkout lines make you make your life as the consumer, as the grocery buyer either. So this asshole jumps into this conversation that we're having going, well, if, if we didn't have self-checkout lanes, groceries would be more expensive. And the... <laughs> That's just this is what he said. And grocery <laughs> prices are cheaper because of self-checkout lanes. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to need you to show me some proof on that, which, of course, <laughs> he didn't show me some proof on it. And I said, listen, I will go. I, I go to a grocery store where I live that I know pays its workers a respectable wage. They always have check uh, checking. Uh, every check lane is open. And I know I'm paying a little bit more money because those people get health benefits. They get paid a respectable wage. I yep. do that because I'm not an asshole. Yes. And he's like, well, if you don't, if you can't see that self-checkout lanes are keeping your grocery prices down, then you're an idiot. And I'm like, well, look at you responding with ad hominem attacks because you can't prove because it is not provable that self-checkout lanes keep grocery prices down. Because they don't. they don't. They don't. They do not. They do not. Yeah, fucking that's not how, idiot. That's not how pricing is done. Of course not. That's not how corporations work. No, no. Hey, man, they, the, the idea that this, these type, and they, listen, we've all, oh, wow, this makes life easier. Come on, more convenient. Then you realize you go to the self-checkout, like, oh, man, this motherfucking self-checkout line is as long as the clerk line. Right, and, and now you have less actual staffed clerk lines yep which makes those lines even longer and rod remember when those lines were you know the shelf checkout was like you know basically 15 items or less Mm -hmm. i went into a store the other day you could do two baskets dude they had it was a full-on clerk line that you take everything out it was a full-on clerk line there was no cashier there was no clerk you did everything yourself the full conveyor belt the whole nine like they getting rid of these. Pl- if you really want to see an extreme example of exactly what you're talking about, go into the Amazon shop. 
and I've been to the one as there was there's a couple of them oh there. that's right they 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 were that's right they didn't you have any in, any staff yeah no not as they had one person there just kind of make sure she stocked it etc but I walked in I was like well this would be interesting it was the most eerie creepy thing I'd ever done I walk in there as soon as I walk in you don't hear it but you know that your Amazon card because you have the app so it automatically connects to your app when you walk in you walk in go through the turnstile I just grabbed a basket ride, just started putting shit in. I didn't even look at prices. Just started putting shit into the basket. Well, that's what they bank on. And got got to the got to the front and walked right out. And it charged my my uh, car, my Amazon account just like that. That that seems convenient, and I guess it is convenient. But <clears throat> to me, that sounds very dystopian. Well, that's but that's what you're talking about. These are the things that are going to happen. Like what's going to happen? I mean, you you. They think these things are just uh, automatic, very stale processes. But you and I know, as purchasers, that too many things can go wrong when you walk into a grocery store or any store, and you need to talk to somebody. You need to ask mm-hmm. questions. And the the fucking thing might not even scan your shit. Like all these things can go wrong. So it's interesting that they are really pushing this idea of clerkless, modeled, whatever for whatever the business is, whether it's a fast food place whether it's a grocery store, they're trying to get rid of workers. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't want to pay them and you don't want to pay them. You don't want to have uh, to insure them or to no, no. give the medical insurance provide, I should say the medical yeah. insurance. Yeah. This, this is all, this is like I said, and it's Stevie wonder could see this. Yeah. This sir. is all designed to get rid of workers. The, 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 for corporations. Yep. The people are the problem. Mm-hmm. The employees are the problem. Yep. That's why things, uh, that's why automation is so, it has been so important to these yep. companies, you know, starting with the auto industry uh, forever because robots don't get sick. Nope. Robots don't get pregnant. Nope. Robots don't, don't, don't have emotions or feelings or, yep. you know, work slower or work faster <laughs> or, you know, come in hungover and work incorrectly, or they're not or, looking for a raise. They're not looking for a raise. They're not. They're not. You know, they're not fucking the other robots. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. But I'm being serious, right? And so, you know, for for companies, if you don't have to deal with that, and and and, and the main thing is, you don't have to pay them, and yeah. you don't have to give them raises, and you don't have to have HR. You don't need HR for robots um for machines if you can you can get rid of all that that has a great impact on the company's bottom line and that's where that's that's where it all starts the the corporations only care about the the board the stockholders and the bottom line everything else they could give a fuck about including you the consumer and too many people have been fooled into believing that these companies actually give a shit. Yeah, I, I, I can, and you know this yourself. Like these companies don't care about us. They will dr- let us go at the drop of a hat. I would tell my staffs all the time, like, listen, if you find another job, go get that job. Yeah. If you find another job that's paying you more money than what I'm paying you or what the owners here want to pay you, I say go get it. And like, yeah, fuck loyalty. Fuck, yeah, don't that. be, don't feel bad. Do not feel bad because trust me, when you leave, I'll hire somebody else within two weeks. It's fine. And when I get fired or if I leave, they'll hire somebody else within a few weeks. It's yeah. not a big deal to them. Don't ever, 
ever worry about being loyal to these companies because they don't give a fuck about you. And you don't even owe them. I say you don't even owe them two weeks. So don't feel bad if you don't give them two weeks because they don't give you two weeks when they fire your shit. These hoes ain't loyal. And by hoes, I mean corporations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And America's <laughs> got America's got to get on board. I mean, when do we become this nation where we put so much lo- trust and faith in companies taking care of us? What the fuck has happened to us? I mean, but, you know, that's that's been the American way for a while. Um, it, 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 the, the these corporations. Well, I, I mean, yeah, he has something to do with it, but I think it goes back to that. What, what these corporations figured out with television and advertising is they could make themselves seem they 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 could project an image via advertising on television they could project an image that is completely and totally different than how they actually get down yes sir and when you have 75 years of that 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 is going to change how how people perceive things yeah you know i mean it's, it's yep. advertising particularly television advertising yep um is extraordinarily manipulative Hell to yeah. where you know gm and ford and coca-cola and general electric and dow yeah. chemical yeah. and and monsanto they can all seem you know, Kerr McGee, I'm just thinking of just some horrible, horrible yeah. corporations. Nestle, you know, that's just sucking water out of the ground for its own uh, for its own bottom line and for its own purposes. They can all make themselves seem like they give a shit. And we yeah. bought it hook, line and sinker. It makes us feel comfortable. It makes us feel like the, the, these these corporations care about us and they they deserve our loyalty because they do care about us when it's all just marketing and, and advertising bullshit. Yeah, it's 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 ingenious the way they've managed to manipulate the minds of the Americans. It's mm-hmm. ingenious the way they've managed to do it. And I mean, there's uh, I just bought this book um, a few weeks ago, and it really talks about the reason. It's a pretty heavy uh, read, but it's really about the literal state of mind, the way the mind of a conservative works and the way the mind of someone who is liberal works and why they believe the things they believe, why why this particular kind of mind is more susceptible to this kind of uh, thought process. It's really, really fascinating. Um, can I slip into this thing real quick? Please do. Oh, man. Um, so Memorial Day weekend just passed, obviously. You know, we we take some time out. I actually think it's a pretty great holiday. We take some time out to sort of show our respects to our men and women in the military. A black holiday, by the way. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, do your research. It one hundred percent. It's it's yes. uh, um, not freed slaves, but it was. Uh, I, yeah, I think they were freed slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, were commemorating Union soldiers that died in the Civil War. You know, attempting to you know to to free enslaved African Americans. So yes, Memorial Day was started by Black people. Yep. Look it up. Yes, indeed, these are facts. So it's kind of disheartening. And I actually talked to Tova about this too, right? You know, you and I have this ongoing conversation about the gun violence and these mass shootings. And I said to her, you know, 
Rod and I were saying that we've been on the air, on the air, it's so funny to say, <laughs> for uh, over a year now. And I can't think of any week that there wasn't a mass shooting. And usually, we the, it happens so much that there are weeks we've forgotten to even discuss it. Yeah. And so it was in the, it's kind of disheartening to see this article pop up. Over Memorial Day, nonetheless, there are at least 20 mass shootings over the Memorial Day weekend, Rod. 20. Damn. At least 20 is what they're saying. The Gun Violence Archive, which tracks mass shootings, logged 20 incidents in which at least four people were injured or killed, not including shooters, from Friday afternoon through Monday night. Uh, and then they have this whole list. Nine people injured in a boardwalk shooting uh, in Arizona. Hollywood Beach had a shooting where there were a bunch of people killed in Florida. I saw that one, yeah. Um, three people killed in a shootout in New Mexico. Uh, a motorcycle rally in Albuquerque, New Mexico also had some people killed. Saw four that people, one. Four yeah. people killed in an Arizona shooting spree. Um, and then there's just a quick list. Eight people killed and injured in Chester, Pennsylvania. Man is in custody after one was killed, four injured in Columbus, Mississippi. A block party in Mariana, Arkansas. Four of them were shot. Uh, a police in Hollywood, South Carolina, a person was killed and five were wounded after a shooting in their nightclub. Uh, I mean, this shit is never ending. And then <clears throat> I saw, and I bet you saw this too. I actually saw this dude, a bus driver, get into a shootout. I saw that, yeah. With a fucking customer. And I'm listening, I'm not even saying this. I'm not even saying the dude was just was not justified for pulling the gun, but it, it is the proliferation, the easy access of weaponry, that is how I expected this to turn out, where everybody's got a gun. Yep. Yeah. None of, none of this is surprising. This country yeah. is armed to the teeth, especially yeah. in certain places, um, Texas, mm -hmm. um, the South. Yes. Um, Chicago, because guns flood in from neighboring um, Indiana. Yeah. Um, so this this is the end result of of lax gun laws and feckless politicians bowing to the NRA and yes. pledging allegiance to the Second Amendment. Um, and it's it's only going to get worse. That's why I you know, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I live my life thinking that everybody's armed and yeah, that not you know not that i was walking around being billy badass anyway but yeah um my, my interactions with my fellow man or woman mm -hmm. are, are always tempered because again my thought is this person could be two things could be crazy and could be armed Yep. So unless I feel as though but uh, me and mines are in danger, yep. um, I'm 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 trying not to fuck with you. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And you know, I guess that's not the best way to go through life. But it's a, but, it's a but, necessary way to go through life. Hey man, listen, it's it's about survival. Yeah. And again, man, it's it's <laughs> shit, dog. Bus driver, bus drivers, pardon me, are. They they got that thing on them. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I know it's not yeah. funny to laugh at, but yeah. that story you were talking about, I saw it. 
where mm-hmm. you know asshole on the bus wanted to get off in between stops the bus driver didn't want to let him off because well the bus driver is supposed to let you off at a stop the asshole passenger pulled out the gun the bus driver go oh so that's how you get down well yeah. i got that thing on me too man <laughs> and the bus driver <laughs> the bus driver pulled out that stick and got to banging hey man when the bus driver got that toolie on him everybody got that thing <laughs> it was cr- i mean it was like right out of a movie rod it was like right out of a movie <laughs> the saddest part is no the customers on the bus this is the shit that's frightening <laughs> the customers on the bus one of the shootings one of the mass shootings over the weekend was a couple of dudes who got into an argument and they got into a shootout and nine people were injured, and neither one of the dudes was hurt. That's the man. They was, <laughs> and, and that's the problems of it. One of the problems, anyway. So many people got guns, and no one knows how to use them. Do Don't you know, know how, how bad use. you had? No, no, the, the majority of people who have guns do not go to gun ranges. Do you know how oh, no. bad of a shot you have to be for two people to be shooting at each other, and neither one of them hit their intended target, but you hit <laughs> everybody else? That's because everybody's holding the gun sideways, like they see, <laughs> yeah. you know, in movies and in rap videos. I'm not even a gun dude, but even I know guns were not made to be held and shot sideways. No, that's a man. problem. You do, no. you know, you wouldn't do that with a bow and arrow. Nope. And they, by the way, you have very little accuracy if you're just trying to shoot with one hand on, on the move. Like yeah. that's what you see in TV. Yeah, this ain't the movies. And so think about that. Think about the fact that they want to arm teachers. Can you fucking imagine teachers getting into a shootout with a student? <laughs> that's is wild. But yeah, it's it, gonna happen. It, it's gonna happen. Of course, it's it gonna is. happen. And the fact that like you and me both thinking, like, I gotta think that I gotta think of everybody's being armed. But guess what? That other person, there's other people who are thinking everybody's armed, and they're just gonna be quick to pull that trigger because they think everybody's armed. Yep. Like this that, is- well, that's 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 what happens in Texas, yeah. because everybody down there is definitely armed, um, and they don't even conceal it. They don't have to. So since everybody's got that, you know, it's it's it 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 breeds paranoia. That is the unintended yeah. consequence. I should say unintended. That's one of the consequences of everybody being able to get a gun, and then everybody actually getting a gun is that it breeds paranoia. Yeah. So the thing is, is like. It's 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 either it's it's reverting back to the 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 somewhat myth of the old west, which is yeah. I got to be quick on the draw because mm-hmm. if I don't, then I'm gonna get shot. Yeah, I mean that's that's we shouldn't be living that way in the 21st century where we have the ability to to you know we we can fly around the world at the drop of a hat. Yeah, you know we're we're about to go back to the moon, and we're not too far away from going to Mars. We we all literally hold supercomputers in our hands yes, that are disguised as telephones. Like the future is, we got everything but flying fucking cars right yeah. now. Yet <laughs> we have decided, as the United States of America, it's okay for us to all be armed and go back to 1865 Tombstone, Arizona. That's yes. wild. It's insane. And it's the the other thing we need to think about as a nation is culturally, and maybe this is just based on the way our country was born and created and grew, but we're such a violent fucking country. Like, we have a shitload of guns, but other countries have guns. And they're not running around shooting and killing each other like we do. Mm-hmm. And there's something inherent in the, in the cultural 
landscape of the United States of America that makes us a violent nation. I don't know what that is. I don't even know if anything can ever be done about it because we are where we are now. But we're we're not even a 300-year-old country, and we're the most violent country in the world. And it doesn't seem like it's getting better. I mean, other countries are literally putting out warnings to don't go to America. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's who we are, man. Anything will change. It's not going to change. It's not yeah. going to change. Speaking Draymond, of shooting. Raymond Green running around with a gun. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's go into sports, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of Raymond Green and, the, and the, uh, the sports landscape, our boy Bob Myers has decided to step down from the world. And by, and by the way, you know what? You're right. He is my boy. I yeah. know Bob Myers. You know, yeah. not like we exchange Christmas cards or anything. Sure. But but I'm I'm friendly with Bob Myers. And uh, you, you know what? He's a real good dude. And a I, I am being one hundred percent. I am fortunate enough to know Bob Myers, and I can say with one hundred percent certainty, the the emotion and, and and the 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 love he has for people for the Golden State Warriors organization and the people within that organization, it's real and it's genuine. When yeah. Bob Myers asks you, hey, how you doing? He's not just saying that to get through the conversation. He yeah. actually genuinely wants to know how you're doing and he listens when you tell him how you're doing, however yeah. you may be doing at the time. That's one of the strengths of Bob Myers, not just as a, as a, as a general manager, but as a human being. Yes, and sir. I said to someone that, listen, you, you, you either recognize and respect Bob Myers' ability to manage people because that was the big thing with Bob Myers. It wasn't yes. necessarily talent uh, acquisition. Yes. It was Bob Myers' ability to actually be an effective manager of people yes. within the Warriors organization. That is a skill. That is a very important skill. And he possessed the hell out of that skill. Now that it's gone, that's a void. And I'm not saying that that's a void that could completely and totally just derail the Warriors, but yep. that's not something you look at and go, well, anybody can do it because that's anybody right. can't do it. That's right. You are preaching today, Rob Brooks. People don't understand the importance of management in a company because management sets the tone for every single thing that occurs. Yep. They set the tone for the way employees and staff are interacted with. They set the tone for everything that goes on there, including people's attitude on a daily basis. All that stuff is is vitally important. And they don't, if you you notice, and this is a stat I read years ago, and I've never forgotten about it, but basically the bottom line of it was people do not leave jobs that they really like for any other reason other than bad management. Mm -hmm. If management's (laughs) bad, they will leave. (laughs) <laughs> they won't care how much they love a job. They will leave that management. Bob Myers is a human being. His relationship with Joe Lacob, managing that relationship, because it can't yep. be easy. Managing his relationship with Steve Kerr, who they yep. became best buds. Managing a guy like Draymond Green, a man who's in, vital to your team's success, who's always a powder keg, and he knows he's going to give you some fucking headaches every single year. How many people can deal with this shit? M- managing staff. Management like, staff. I mean, there there is management too. That's Steph yes. is, is. I mean, Steph is is 
an awesome human being and obviously an awesome basketball player, but there's a certain amount of management you have to do because Steph has an ego. Yeah. And, and, and the great thing about Steph's ego is that it's not destructive. It's yeah. not overbearing, but Steph has an ego. Steph has opinions. Steph knows his value. Steph knows his worth. And he, and he acts accordingly. Yeah. He's got to manage clay, you know, yeah. having to manage clay, tearing yeah. up his knee and tearing up his AC, uh, tearing up his Achilles and then coming back from both of those injuries and then getting back into the fold with the team. That's yeah. something that had to be managed. That wasn't Clay doing it on his own. That wasn't That's Steve right. Kerr doing it. You had to have Bob Myers in there as well. Having to manage Jordan Poole. I mean, it's just, oh, it's, yes. It, and, and, you know, having Andre to manage Iguodala. the young players, Andre Iguodala. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, and again, the great general managers in all sports possessed the ability to manage their people. Their, their GMs are, are absolute middle managers. Okay. They have to manage below them. And as yep. you mentioned with Bob Myers and his relationship with Joe Lacob, the best general managers are also able to manage above them yes. at, at the executive level because you got to keep those crazy rich motherfuckers in check too to do yes. it well. And the only thing more difficult than being GM of a really shitty team is being GM of a team that has championship aspirations year after year. Mm -hmm. and if you think it's easy just because you have talent? No. You ain't, you ain't been paying attention. <laughs> no, Lord. You have not been paying attention. <laughs> Which is, no, I have Lord. to say this, one of the, the greatest things about a guy like Pat Riley the man knows how to do shit. Yeah. He's meant everywhere he goes, he creates a culture and people buy in. And there's nobody more roundly respected than Pat Riley. I love to do it. And I was reading yesterday he's been involved in 25% I saw of that. every single NBA. I saw this that. Is amazing, Rob. <laughs> this is amazing. I saw that. Man, do you think the Lakers um do you think they kicked themselves letting him go to New York? I know that was a long time ago, and 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 I know that that relationship, you know, kind of, you know, fractured the way it was supposed to fracture. But yeah. boy, don't you think the Lakers would be in a much better position organizationally if Pat Riley were there, uh, running things? But Absolutely. the Lakers were never going to let that happen. Uh, NBA Finals, as we record this episode of Quality Hang on uh, Tuesday or Thursday, June first, NBA Finals uh, happen later on tonight. Uh, the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat, as I correctly predicted, <laughs> was it was it before or during the conference semis? I told you, as I, 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 as, I, you, I was, as I I, I ripped my shoulder out of socket, pat that, myself on the back. I, I told you the you. Nuggets and I told you the Heat were going yeah. to meet in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I, I went to my barbershop. For, I haven't, believe me, I'm, I'm trying to let my hair grow a little bit longer so I go back in the barbershop and have this conversation. <laughs> you you want to go after the Nuggets winning five? It's <laughs> going to be about a week and a half. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know how you, I don't know how you edge up looking. I don't know how you fade looking. <laughs> but if you want to wait till the end of this, uh, into the NBA Finals. I, I think it's going to be fairly quick. I, I, I am just, uh, first of all, Joker is amazing. And, and I, I think Bill Simmons said this is the best team he's seen since the 2018 Warriors. I'm like, wait a minute, really? Wait. I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I started thinking, like, wait a minute, let me think about it. I don't know about who's, that. I'm... Who's won since then, though? 
Toronto, uh, the Toronto won. Uh, the Bucks won. The Lakers won. That was a good Bucks team. The Lakers. Uh, the, I don't know. He might not be completely. Uh, okay, you know what? I mean, well, uh, better he than the Warriors. Be, better than the Warriors last year. I don't know if it's better than the Warriors last. Maybe though. But this Warriors, the Warriors team last year beat this team. Boy, uh, it's not completely far fetched. I, I mean, uh, listen, I don't know, but what I do know about the Nuggets is, in, in, they have one of the best. They have the best player on the planet, or one of the three best players on the planet, depending on which way you want to look at it. In Jokic, Jamal Murray, that. Jamal Murray is an elite guard, um, an elite scorer. He works well within their system. Michael Porter Jr. is a hell of a shooter. Um, they rebound as a team. They have guys who can defend and defend multiple positions. Uh, they're deep, the Nuggets are, and they're very well coached uh, with Michael Malone as their head guy. Uh, what they've done over the past couple of years, what they've done this year is not an accident. Yep. And to me, everything I just mentioned is going to be too much for Miami to deal with. God bless Miami. They yes. are very well coached. They have a, a, a rough and rugged system. The heat culture is a real thing. Yep. Jimmy Butler is a hell of a player. But you tell me on that team, put Joker aside for a second, because he's 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 gonna he's gonna eat Bam out of Bio's lunch. Yeah. Who who on that on, on that heat team, other than Jimmy Butler, can guard Jamal Murray? Oh, I don't Just, think anybody can. Nobody. Nobody. Can. Nobody. That's a problem, along with the obvious problem of what do you do with Jokic. Yeah. So I, I I could see this series, <clears throat> pardon me, I could actually see this series being tied 1-1 going back to Miami. Yeah. But um, the better team always wins a seven-game series, and to me, this looks like this looks like Nuggets in five. If I'm wrong, that means we get more basketball. But the Nuggets are too talented, too deep, too good – to lose this series. And if they play the way that they have played all year long and the way that they're capable of playing, they should beat, in my estimation, the Heat in five. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, in reality, I think the Heat should be out in four. But mm. that being said, I, I'm going to give the Heat two games. I'm going to give the Heat a road game and I'm going to get the Heat a home game. Okay, I, I got no issue with that. Um, and that's simply because I know Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is going to give him a game. And then there's just going to be one game where I think that uh, the Nuggets are going to kind of lay an egg, and uh, the Heat are just going to that culturally they're just they're not going to be quitters. Hey, you know what? That could happen tonight in Game One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I mean, be surprised yeah. by that yeah. at all. I don't think tonight's going to be a blowout. This, this yeah. idea that well, the Heat, or I should say, uh, the Nuggets are rested. The Heat just came off a somewhat emotional seven-game series. They got to go mm-hmm. to Denver. That altitude's going to be a problem. I, I'm, th- I think this is where the the Heat culture and the toughness of the Heat, and being led by Pat Riley, yep. and Jimmy Butler, and Eric Spolstra. I don't see them going into Denver and going, ah, fuck it, we'll just punt this one and then we'll sack it up. We'll sack it up for game two. I can see the Heat going in there and just waiting in the bushes and just waiting to ambush a Nuggets team that the expectations are all on the Nuggets. This is the first time this franchise has ever been to the NBA Finals. You start to make that crowd, which is going to be off the chain in Denver, Mm -hmm. make that crowd a little bit nervous and make the Nuggets players a little bit nervous in an unfamiliar 
Mm-hmm. I could see the Heat getting game one tonight, yeah. and I could still see them losing in five. <laughs> yeah, no, one, yeah, it could actually happen. I mean, that's what happened with the fucking Lakers and the Bulls, right? Um, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Eighteen ninety-one. Yep. Um, and we gotta, uh, we gotta give Eric Spolstra his flowers. This dude is—is is he the best coach in the NBA? Is he the best? Um, I mean, he's never been coach of the year, but. I mean, the dude is in this, the finals on a regular basis. This is still an NBA that has Greg Popovich yes. and Steve Kerr in yes. it. Um, but I, I think Eric Spolstra belongs in that conversation, and he belonged in that conversation before yeah. this run yes. to the finals this year. But yeah. now that this eight-seed Heat team is in the NBA finals, yes, Eric Spolstra is one of the best coaches if not the best coach in the NBA, if you want to say that, I'll give it to you. They have no business. They have no business being in the finals. None. They have no business being in the finals. Is the East that weak? I don't. No, think I, 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 I mean, I, I think, I, I think a couple of things here. Um, you have to give the Heat credit for their ability. They, they have an All NBA player. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And if you got one of those, you are in a pretty good position. Mm-hmm. So you have an all NBA player in Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo for all of his shortcomings is is a good player. He's not all NBA, yeah. but he's he's 20 points, yeah. 10 rebounds when he when he's right. He's yeah. also in a game 15 points on a bad shooting night and six rebounds too. Yep. That's yep. the problem with Bam Adebayo. There there's not enough yeah, consistency. Uh, from from a, a a positive standpoint, but they you know Tyler Hero can shoot, Duncan Robinson can shoot. Yeah. Where where the Heat have and and this is to their credit, this is to their culture, what have you. But finding guys like Gabe Vincent and and so these other unheralded guys and those cats are playing and playing confident and playing at a high level. So when you have an All NBA performer and an all-star caliber player in Bam Adebayo, and you have excellent coaching in Eric Spolstra, you you can get some of these, for lack of a better way of putting it, fringe players, get them in the mix, give them confidence that comes along with playing at a high level during a regular season, then yeah. you get to the postseason, and then you run into flawed teams. Like the Knicks were a flawed team. The yeah. Knicks were not. The Knicks were good, but the Knicks, yeah. come on, man. The Knicks, you, they easily got pushed over the cliff by a better and tougher Miami Heat team. The Celtics are a flawed team. You know, Jalen Brown went out like Willie Lump Lump. That dude literally cannot fucking dribble. Yeah. This, but And the Celtics are a team, you know, we saw this in the Eastern Conference Finals. When they're hitting threes, it's great. When they're not hitting threes, they keep shooting threes, and they keep not hitting threes. The Celtics were a flawed team. The Milwaukee Bucks, oh, a flawed man. team. The Philadelphia 76ers, a flawed team. So I say all that to kind of go to your point about the East being a a, a down conference or a weaker conference. I don't know what that is, but I do know that the East had more flawed teams in it. And that's the perfect scenario for a squad like Miami to go, well, if the rest of you numb nuts ain't going to do what you're supposed to do, (laughs) then we'll do it. And that's how the eight seed Miami Heat came in through the play-in game. That's, that's how. That's how they get to the NBA Finals. They looked around and they saw uh, they saw an opportunity and they took it. Credit to Miami for that. 
Rob Brooks, Nuggets in five. Marcus Osborne, Nuggets in six. Either way, we're not going to be wrong. No, no, I don't think so. Now, now, if Miami turns around and wins this ring, we got a whole different conversation we need to start having. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if Miami turns around and win, win this ring, they would be the lowest-seeded team to win an NBA title. The Rockets uh, from 1995, they were a six-seed, um, and they beat uh, the Orlando Magic. They swept them. Shaq and Penny in 95, yeah. they are now the lowest seed to ever win NBA Finals. Uh, Miami pulls this off. It will be one of the great upsets and, uh, and like in, in NBA history and in sports history. They had to play in, too. Yeah. That's crazy. A couple other little quick hitter sports things. Uh, we need to get Scottie Pippen to stop acting like a little and just leave Michael Jordan alone. Hey, man, jump man broke Scotty. Scotty yeah. is Scotty is in a bad bad place right now. I don't know what happened, where all this stuff started. We all know that Scotty and Jordan's relationship has always been a little bit, a little bit wonky. Anyway, it's a little bit a little, little sometimey. I remember when Jordan left, Scotty was excited because he's going to take over the team, et cetera, et cetera. And then they started losing. It wasn't what it was. I remember Scotty was like, "All right, Jordan, come on back. Mike comes back. They get three more rings." And off and on, Scotty's been like. Scotty feels like he's underappreciated, which is weird to me. I think Scotty, he, he feels like he's underappreciated, but it's because he feels like he's underappreciated by one person. Which is weird because Michael Jordan has really made it clear that none of this happens without Scotty. Yeah, but 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 when 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 you when you feel disrespected, you're always looking for disrespect. That's right. And I, there were a couple of times in the Last Dance documentary, the Jordan documentary, where Jordan, who was, for the most part, complimentary of Scotty, yeah. um, and and Scotty's role in in helping the Bulls, and particularly Jordan, win those championships. There were a couple of times, and I don't remember exactly what it was or what he said, but there were a couple of times where Jordan was like, "And eh, you know, Scotty could be." You know, I'm being classy here, but Scotty could be kind of a bitch sometimes. Um, and again, when you feel like you're disrespected, you're always looking for disrespect. And I think Scotty took that as disrespect. And then that's when he came out and said, well, that Jordan documentary was just to make Michael Jordan look good. Which he, wasn't that was, he wasn't wrong. That was absolutely the case. But when Scotty said that, you could tell that he wasn't saying that as a matter of fact. He was saying that as a matter of criticism towards mm -hmm. Jordan because he felt like Jordan disrespected him. So that Last Dance documentary came out, what, during the pandemic? So we're talking yeah. a couple of years ago. Ever since that documentary, when, uh, Scotty, when asked or when prompted, whatever, would say things that were not necessarily fully complimentary of Jordan and in some cases just, just absolutely untrue. Like Jordan was terrible and garbage before Scottie Pippen got there, which, you know, you ain't even got to go to basketball reference to see that that was absolutely and totally not true. Jordan was a stud. What was true is that until Scottie got there and he became, in essence, the perfect running mate for Jordan and Jordan started to trust his teammates, that Bulls team that Jordan led didn't get better until Scotty got there, and that's when they started winning championships. But that's not what Scotty's talking about. No. And that ain't what Scotty said. And then when you add in the fact that Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's kid, I don't know if it's his older Man. or younger son, but Marcus Jordan is uh, having uh, adult relations with Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, who I will assume he's still paying a great, great bit of alimony to. Uh, what is her name? Larsa Pippen. Uh, Marcus <laughs> Jordan is uh, in a relationship 
in the biblical sense with Larsa <laughs> Pippen. I, I would imagine that that ain't sitting well with Scotty. I would dude. imagine. <laughs> dude, Jordan got me again. He went up me one more time. <laughs> oh, no. His younger self has gotten me. Oh, dude, damn that, it. That's so messy. It's yeah, so it's totally messy. Messy. It's totally but, messy. Scotty, you got you just gotta let it go, man. You gotta yeah, let man. it go, bro. It because nobody looks good, looks at this as going, you know what, Scotty, you're right. You can't call Michael Jordan a horrible player. Just stop it. No, nah, it's just it's patently untrue. But here's the thing, Marcus. Hurt people hurt. Hurt people, yes, and sir. Scotty is hurt. <laughs> uh, one one other little sports tidbit. Um, uh, this is on the um journalistic side of things, and I use that term loosely, but uh, Shannon, Shannon Sharp is up out of there at FS1, and he's leaving Skip Bayless. Good. Yeah, I, I yes, I concur. I, and I have to say this, of all of all these, like, debate shows, Shannon Sharp seems to me to be the guy that I actually like the most. I don't know what it is about him, but I feel like, you know what it is? I feel like Shannon Sharp is not a hot take specialist. No. I think that he says the things he actually believes. He's not trying to make news. And I respect that about him. And I want to see him get up and just slap the dog shit out of Skip at some point. <laughs> Skip, I'm going to slap the shit That's out right, of you. <laughs> uh, I'm, Skip, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> I'm going to slap you, Skip. <laughs> It's Shannon Sharp. I don't watch any of those debate shows, but it, it, the, the clips are inescapable. So clearly, I know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I forget the name of the show, but I know about Skip Bayless and, and yeah. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Um, it, 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 Shannon Sharp seems genuine and personable, mm-hmm. which is the complete opposite of Skip Bayless, who oh my God. is uh, is is. I, you know, I've, I've, I'm just like, I'm not going to say nothing. Um, but <laughs> I'm not Nobody a fan. Likes this dude. I'm not. I'm not Nobody's a fan. Nobody ever liked this dude. Um, and and I'm I'm not a fan. Going back to his days working at KNBR. Oh yeah. And you know, one day he wrote for the Merch too. <sighs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was doing them both at the same time. Yeah. Um, do I, I have stories? That, and I'm, but I'm. Oh boy, one day oh, I'm I gonna let, hear those off here. One day I'm gonna let that chopper sing. But anyway, um, here's here's, here's the deal. Remember when, and I forget what the, the, the contrived argument was those two were having on television, but Skip Bayless, you know, yelled at, at Shannon Sharp, you know, what, what, what are you going to do? Put your glasses back on. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, that, that was it, he, dude. He talked down to him. Yeah. And, and, and he, he, in that moment, and this is why I'm glad Shannon Sharp left, because me, I would have just got up and left the show, or Man. that would have been my last show. But Shannon Sharp... Because cooler head should prevail in this instant. He yeah. stuck it out for a few more months. But in that moment, when Skip Bayless talked down to someone that he yeah. supposedly is a partner with and a friend of, yes. he, he tried to to strip Shannon Sharp of his dignity and his agency. And yeah. that was bullshit. That yeah, was man. absolute bullshit. And yeah. I think that's the moment where Shannon Sharp realized, and that's the moment that was laid bare for America to see, that's when you realize that Skip Bayless is a terrible human being yeah. and he's not he's he's not a partner. He's not a friend. He's not dealing with you in good faith. He is an absolute egomaniac who in that moment lit his egomania show. And yeah. it and it was it stood in stark contrast to a guy in Shannon Sharp who 
who seems to be a very genuine person trying to have a genuinely good time talking about sports. Yep. Yep. And, and I've actually checked out, he has a podcast, pretty good podcast too. I, 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 that's what I get from Shannon Sharp. He's a dude who genuinely cares about his friends, his family. He's curious about sports. Mm. He's a bright guy. He's a well-spoken guy, even though he has a weird way of speaking. <laughs> but I just like Shannon Sharp. And when that happened with Skip Bayless, I'm like, you need to sock this motherfucker right in the face. Yeah. I mean, listen. Bring him and, down a and, and, and this is, well, I mean, listen, our country would be a lot better if, if certain people were slapped in the face or punched in the mouth. <laughs> because then they wouldn't be running their goddamn mouth so Yes, much. sir. Uh, from yes, politics sir. On, on down to sports. But anyway, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm very sensitive to... Um, to things like this because I know great media partnerships Mm -hmm. and I know bad media partnerships. Okay. Um, my, my, my time with Bob Fitzgerald, the, the play by play voice, Emmy award winning voice of the golden state warriors. He's, he's, he literally is family to me. Um, and with the way we went about doing our business, we did it like we were family. We had fun. We did it with respect. We could argue, we could disagree, but it was never, ever, 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 ever personal. It was all love. What, what, What we're doing right now, this is a partnership. We yes, are sir. brothers. This mm. is this. We, we can have a, a disagreements, but it's never, ever, ever going to get personal. Yes. I ain't better than you and right. you ain't better than me. I've right. also had some shitty partnerships. Yeah. If you have followed my career or you know my career, I'm not going to mention any names, mm-hmm. but you know exactly who <laughs> and what the fuck I'm talking about. So when I see great partnerships, like what we see on Inside the NBA or on PTI with Mike Wilbon and, yep. and, and Tony Kornheiser, a show that admittedly yes. I don't watch, or what, what Dan Lebitard used to have with Highly Questionable and he yes. and Bomani were together, like yes. that's the gold standard. That's the awesome shit. And yeah. then you see the bullshit contrivances like what Skip, and, uh, Skip has and that shit yeah. that's on ESPN. And what's sad about it is that's what people gravitate to. They gravitate to the controversy and the bullshit. Right. You're, you're, you're so right. You can always tell a, you can always tell a genuine uh, partnership. Even, always. Always. You can always tell. And I, from that moment on with Skip and Shannon, I saw that happen. I'm like, oh, this is a rapidy. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. dude straight disrespected him on that. Oh, no, this is done. Yeah. And then that shit with uh with the kid from Buffalo when Skip posted that tweet. Oh and my Shannon, god. Shannon, like Shannon didn't even show up to work the next day. Yeah, I that. forgot about he didn't show up to work the next That's day because right. Skip was out of pocket. And then yeah. Skip was sitting there stuttering and blubbering by his goddamn self. Yeah. We gotta they gotta stop. I mean, god, I'm not Mr. Censorship, but some guys you just gotta stop giving these dudes jobs. Yeah. Like they don't make things better. And it's a, it's amazing how loud and wrong has become currency. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so true. But you're so true. Loud and wrong are loud and just ridiculous. <laughs> just ridiculous. If you and I got on here every day and started going, you know what? Michael Jordan was just trash. He was probably the 15th best player on his own team. We just started making up bullshit, and then you could find the stats to back it up. People would be loving it. Or, or doing what Skip Bayless does on the regular. 
shitting on LeBron and yeah. saying he's not, you know, he's he's yeah. not the king or he's not good or whatever. Yeah. And again, I, I I respect LeBron, but am I LeBron like ah? Not, yeah. No, not really. But it would be insane for me to just run down LeBron and say he's not this or he's not that. That that's yeah. that's again, if 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 that's what Skip Bayless believes, you're a fucking idiot. If yeah. he doesn't believe it and he's doing it for shock value and he's doing it for television, then you're a disingenuous idiot. Yeah. Either way, yeah. he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. You and you know he doesn't believe that shit. You know he doesn't. I believe don't that. know. I don't know. <laughs> really? Now you make me sad. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know because again, I've never watched a moment of it, but I know him. So uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. know what I mean. That's I come right. from this place of I know Skip Bayless. Yeah, I know. I saw him when no television cameras were on. Mm-hmm. I I know. I, I dog. I know him, <laughs> and I know people who know him who as know him. well. Yeah, man. From his days at you know at the Dallas Morning News when he was a columnist. Yeah. I dog. Yeah. I oh. know this dude, man. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I wish some of these old people would learn to know some condoms. Bruh. Al Pacino, Bruh. 80 years old, a Bruh. new baby. Bruh. I was, was it last podcast a couple of weeks ago? We, <laughs> yeah. we talked about and were, were marveling at and being disgusted at the news of Robert De Niro at 78 yeah. uh, getting a woman <laughs> pregnant and he's going to have another kid at 78 years old. And we joked about it, like, ah, oh, you know, yeah. what's next? Is Al Pacino going to have a baby? I'll well, be damned. I'll, I'll be damned. <laughs> 82-year-old Al Pacino uh, is going to be a father again. And here's my favorite thing. Is this according to TMZ? Supposedly, this pregnancy is a surprise. You don't say. Really? Really. A surprise. <laughs> uh, you mean an 82-year-old man wasn't planning this? What? Oh. Oh, did, did, does, does my tone of voice, does the pitch of my voice indicate that I'm surprised in any way? What? No. Oh. What? What the oh. fuck are we? It is what it is. Pacino, De Niro. Rivalry going back to the seventies. Yeah, it, it, it acknowledges these the greatest actors of our time. Motherfucker can't let one of them rest. Like, oh, I got to do you one up. <laughs> let, me, let me drop this. He probably hit a bunch of chicks before he got to this. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Rod, the I don't. I, this is gonna sound really, really petty when I say this. Oh well, please say it. But it is quite startling to me that this woman is twenty nine years old. Well, oh boy, because um, I don't want to say something that would be would be thought of <laughs> as um, as disrespectful to this woman. But now nah, I'm I'm now nah, anyway. Yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not surprised by that. Um, because I mean, what you know? What does an eighty-two-year-old man look like trying to get a sixty-year-old woman pregnant? That's just gross. Oh my lord, have mercy! And what's fucked up is this dude is eighty-two. By the time this baby's born, there's a real chance he may not even be around. I mean, um, he may not even be around for the birth. Yeah, but you know, for a lot of these guys, and and I'm sure we talked about it. It's ego, you know. It's gotta be. It's ego. I, I I will say this though. Uh so Robert De Niro, 
70, late 70, 78 years old, kid on the way. Al Pacino, 82, mm. kid on the way. Mm. Um, happy birthday, as we record this on June 1st. Happy birthday to the great Morgan Freeman, How who, is, who has turned 86 years old today. Ooh, cow. So I say to Morgan Freeman, Yo, move, dog. <laughs> hey, you are just as good, if not a better actor, than Robert De Niro and Al Pacino combined. Morgan, you just go let them just drop anchor and have babies, Bro. you know, in their late 70s and 80s, and you ain't going to do it? Come on, Morgan. Hey, Get with it, baby. Didn't Morgan marry his step-granddaughter? I think I remember him kind of doing something uh, sort of weird, but let's not talk about that because I don't want to, you know. He's Morgan Freeman, man. Wow. <laughs> it's bad enough we lost Bill Cosby. Don't don't make me lose Morgan Freeman. So <laughs> you know, there's there's one other guy who was up there. Um uh, the great Dick Van Dyke. And I feel like just based yeah, on I, I heard about him. He should be dropping a seed at some point soon. That's yeah, Dick, Dick Van Dyke. I, he's in his nineties, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's definitely in his nineties. Uh let's see exactly how old old Dicky 97. Woo child. And he's he kicking it with with young gals. Woo, I saw a picture child. of him with a with a with a with a lady. Golly. And by the way, spry as fuck. Spry as fuck. 97. I watched, I watched him on a podcast. This dude was dancing around and singing and shit. I'm like, wow. I want to be live the charmed life, by the way. A charmed fucking life. Oh, Dick Van Dyke's the best though. Char uh, I love Dick Van Dyke. He's living we, a charmed life. Yeah, we, we. If you're of a certain age, Dick Van Dyke is. He's, oh. he's that dude. He's wow. That dude. Yeah, he's married to. Uh, he's been married since 2012 to uh, a woman named Arlene oh. Silver. Hmm. Uh, a um, if I can be uh, crass here, uh, a heavy-chested woman. So. <laughs> Hey man, I'm just I'm just looking at the picture. Um, I gotta wonder. <laughs> and she's uh, she's 51 years old. So there you hey, go, man. robbing hey. the cradle. Hey, I guess when you're 97, everybody you date is pretty much robbing the cradle. Yeah, they met in 2006, so she was in her 30s. Hey man, Dick Van Dyke got game, baby. Man, he got him, game. He, he was like Dick Van Dyke for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hey, listen, don't let the don't let the Dick Van Dyke show fool you. Me tripping over that ottoman in the open. I put the O's in smooth, baby. All right, I'm Dick, I'm Dick Van Dyke. I, I was I was in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, baby. I was in I was in Mary Poppins, Chim Chim, Chim Marie. Come holler at your boy, right. Dick Van Dyke. That's right, I'll Chitty Chitty that Bang Bang. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, at some of the point, I know we got to go, but I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, it's it's a classic. I love that movie. Yeah, and it used to come on TV all the time. It's never on now. Fucking well, you, you know what it is now, is that everything um, intellectual property for movie studios and streamers or whatever. Like we, as consumers, <laughs> shockingly enough, we are getting the short end of the stick. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff you they would just put on 
television and just yeah it's just programming now but with everything now becoming consolidated you know with the streaming mm -hmm. happening you know as we speak um a lot of stuff that just used to be on television um and was shared sort of freely between the studios and the broadcast companies whatever mm. those days are all but over so yeah you just can't flip on the the tv and and see chitty chitty bang bang or mary poppins or anything like that because whoever owns it now is is squirreling it away on their streaming network or just keeping it away from from streamers wow i i, I love that movie so much when i was a little kid man i don't I don't know if that was a Disney movie. I um, probably wasn't, but it feels like a Disney movie. Oh boy, um, Benny Hill was in that man. Benny motherfucking Hill was in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Was he? Yeah, he was the he was the um he was the uh, like the little toy maker professor guy who was helping him. Oh, that's right. Benny Hill, man, you remember Benny Hill show? Bruh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Dude, that, that shit got me through puberty, bro. Man, Benny Hill show was. <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> God bless Benny Hill, dog. <laughs> you are not lying. Benny, Benny, Benny Hill was my my type of British dude. Man, I, I could put that on now and just get a heap of chuckles. Absolutely, a heap of chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> what a show! I love this. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's been <laughs> I just we we go from talking about how awful insurance companies are <laughs> and and how in bed they are with politicians <laughs> and how that's bad for us as the consumer. We 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 talk about how you know getting rid of workers is is, is corporate America's number one priority. Yes sir. We end up talking about gun violence and then how do we end we, we we end up talking about old men having kids, the 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 swag of Dick Van Dyke, and the awesomeness of Benny Hill. Like I, that's that's a full circle podcast. I, Goddamn right. I, I don't Goddamn know if right. others are doing it. Maybe they are, but I know this: they're not doing it as well as the outfit of Quality Hang. I put this podcast up against anybody. We 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 could get it in the dojo. We could get it in the streets. <laughs> However, okay, but we coming out on top, Marcus. Coming out on top. Hell yeah! <laughs> By the way, uh, before we close out, I just saw some stuff about Dick Van Dyke that I did not know. I, oh. Clearly, this dude has a deal with the devil. He struggled with alcoholism for years. He was in uh, an a, he was being treated for addiction in the seventies. He's been a heavy smoker most of his adult life. He started using Nicorette gum in the last ten years. He also has a, a neurological disorder in which he felt a pounding in his head whenever he laid down, but no diagnosis has been made. Uh, this dude is a medical marvel. All I hear is that Dick Van Dyke had he liked to drink. He likes, he likes to smoke, and he likes heavy-chested younger women. All this says to me is that Dick Van Dyke is cool as fuck. That's all, all, that's, to that's, me that's all I hear. That's, is, that's all that's going on in my head. You know what this is? Dick Van Dyke, he's a quality hang rod. Dick Van Dyke is our spirit animal. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the quality hang podcast mascot. I'm about to change the cover. <laughs> That's, that's who it is, right? That's who Dick Van Dyke is. God 
Dick Van right. Dyke is the quality hang spirit animal <laughs> slash mascot. Okay. God damn it. I want to live to 97. All right. And chew Nick a red gum. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> damn it. Something for me and all of us to aspire to, as, as you can tell. Right. Uh, Equality Hangs, not just the name of the podcast. It is a way of life when we get behind the mic. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on all the socials and uh, email us at qualityhangpod at gmail.com. Uh, my brother, uh, as always, it's been a stone groove, my man. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, man, I'll talk to you. Be well. Sweet. All right, everybody, be good or be good at it, as apparently Dick Van Dyke has been his <laughs> entire fucking life. <laughs>